0: In this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, we look at the episode, The Way to Eden. Compliance, the final frontier. Tom Fox is the voyager of Trekking Through Compliance. His mission, to explore the original series and seek out and share what it can teach you about compliance. Here's your host, Tom Fox. In this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, we consider the episode, The Way to Eden, which aired on February 21, 1969, and occurred on date 5832.3. Story synopsis. The Enterprise destroys the stolen space cruiser Aurora when it uses its tractor beam to prevent it from entering Romulan space, and the Aurora continues to use full power in an attempt to flee. The six passengers are beamed aboard the Enterprise before their ship's destruction and proved to be Tongo Rad, the son of a Catulan ambassador, Irini Galian, uh, Mr. Chekhov's former girlfriend at a Starfleet Academy dropout, Dr. Severin, a well-known researcher in the fields of acoustics, communications, and electronics from Tiburon, and the musician Adam and two unidentified women. The group is dressed in far-out clothing, is disrespectful of authority, and calls Kirk Herbert. The hippies demand to be taken to a planet called Eden and refuse to cooperate with Kirk. However, Spock seems partially to understand them when he makes a symbol and speaks of the One. As a result, the hippies allow Spock to lead them to sickbay. Medical examination of Severin reveals him to be a carrier of the Synthococcus, novae virus and to be on the verge of insanity kirk orders severin into isolation and before he can endanger any crew members who may not have received the simplest and complete vaccinations the hippies object by calling kirk herbert again and making up a protest song spock attempts to reason with severin and offers to assist him in finding eden and colonizing it if he agrees to cooperate However, Severin is so resentful of the impositions placed on him as a carrier of the disease that he is oblivious to the damage he can impose on others and wants only to be free of the illness. Led by Severin, the hippies take control of the Enterprise by distracting crew members. Adam distracts Spock with music and arranges to hold a concert which is broadcast shipwide, in which Spock joins in. Irene distracts Chekhov with love and finds out how to access the computer banks and navigate the ship. Finally, Tongo distracts Sulu with his hobby of botany. Tongo then knocks out Severin's guard and frees Severin, and the two of them knock out Chekhov and take over the ship from auxiliary control and direct it towards Romulan space. The hippies then complete Spock's search and find the planet they call Eden, which lies in the Romulan sector. The hippies use hypersonics to inc- the Enterprise crew and then proceed onto the planet using the Galileo 2 shuttlecraft. Kirk manages to reach auxiliary control and stop the sound, spot Kirk, Chekhov, and McCoy, then follow the hippies down using the transporter. They quickly learn they find a beautiful planet, but they quickly learn otherwise when Chekhov's hands are burned when he touches a flower and McCoy determines that all plant life on the planet contains acid. The landing party discovers that Adam has been killed after eating an appetizing-looking apple, but it's really deadly indigenous food. Severin refuses to leave and then deliver, deliberately eats food, food which kills him. The landing party takes the remainder of the hippies whose bare feet have been burnt back to the Enterprise for medical attention. So what is the fun fact? Well, uh, obviously this is the hippie episode. I wonder if future generations will watch it and take it as the gospel truth for hippies. Uh, And a comment from Katie N on MissionLogPodcast.com was, I actually liked this episode quite a lot. I thought it was compelling and had some interesting questions to ponder. I think you can also say the message is actions matter more than words and the hypocrisy of moral leadership. For all the hippie ideology this group is spouting, they use violence, they steal, they lie, and they use emotional manipulation. They can go on and on about peace and brotherhood, but that's really just for their own ends and willing to step on anyone who gets in their way. That's why Eden is poisoned. Corruption means only achieve corrupt ends. Once again, we have some interesting continuity issues from this episode. It is the first mention of Chekhov's middle name, Gululian Galuin greets him as Pavel Andreevich. Spock's desire to find Eden is further explained in Star Trek 5, The Final Frontier. Although it's lot unlikely the stories were intended to be linked, Star Trek 5 closely parallels some of this episode's plot points. Uh, Nuchel Nichols as Uura does not appear in this episode. Lieutenant Palmer, who fills in for her, makes her second and final TOS appearance after the Doomsday Machine from the second episode. Skip Homier also starred in Patterns of Force. Uh, he as Melicon in that episode. And Charles Napier, who wrote two of the songs he sings in this episode, including Heading Out to Eden and Looking for a New Land. <clears throat> also appeared as denning in the star trek deep space nine fourth season episode little green men that little green men is a ton of fun and if you're into ds9 uh i'm sure you're aware of it but check it out once again i'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode so please uh leave us a comment or two in the comment section of this podcast so what are the compliance takeaways from this episode? Well, first of all, what does your executive leadership team do to support compliance? How much do they uh, actually not simply talk the talk, but walk the walk? Are they engaging in talking about compliance? Are they using their position to not only formulate policies and procedures or allow them to be formulated uh, by the compliance function, but also are they leading by example? Number two, how do you utilize your ELT and your compliance messaging? Do you have your uh, CEO um, simply give a recorded statement annually, or do you actually have him talk about what ethics means to their company, why they're not going to lie, steed, and, chill, and it, st- cheat, and steal. And if there's an example, uh, a Wells Fargo, a Volkswagen, a Walmart, or you name the corporate scandal, is that information utilized uh, to talk about compliance and ethics in your company? And then finally, uh, this is something that really has come about over the past couple of years for compliance. What resources are uh, supported by your ELT? Obviously, funding for compliance is a critical part of any compliance program. But what about um, headcount? Do you have enough resources? Uh, do you, uh, are you the poor stepchild of legal? So all of these things are critical elements for you in your compliance program going forward. I hope you'll join us tomorrow on Trekking Through Compliance when we take a look at one of my personal favorites, the cloud minders